Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I hope everybody had an amazing Yom Kippur, an amazing Rosh Hashanah, Sereti Metshuva, and Bezrat Hashem. May we merit to have a good Sukkot coming very soon. Amen. Just want to share with you guys a small little message. I know the podcast haven't been daily for the past uh, couple weeks or so. That's because at the end of the day, I'm a regular guy. I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm praying, I'm trying to build myself before I have what to give. And today I have a few important messages for you guys. But let's start with the following. I believe that a person needs to look at the world almost like a spectator. You know, sometimes we can be so filled with our own emotions and our own shortcomings, upcomings, whatever it may be. There's so many things that we can fill our minds with. Anger, fear, resentment, anxiousness. So many things that can take away from our life experience. And living in Brooklyn, if you just come on a nine o'clock and you try to go down a big street like Coney or Ocean Parkway or Ocean Avenue, like you'll see all the, you'll feel intensity in the air. People honking and, and driving and cursing each other if someone cuts them off and trying to cut each other off. And you look at it, and if you kind of take a step back, <laughs> you'll, you'll start to laugh. Because that's not what life is about. Life isn't about, you know, 70 years of, you know, blowing the horn and getting upset every morning at strangers and everyone just being angry the whole day and continuing this angry life. People come home and they drink or they do drugs or, God forbid, cheat on their wives. People just have unhealthy habits. And it's sad because we live in this bubble so much. And I'm sure there's, their own, there's, the, there's the same bubble in Queens and the same bubble in L.A., Miami. Every, every Jewish community has a sort of a bubble. And it's sad because it's not the way that the world should be. The reality is is that you wake up a Jew and you have a chance to make the world a better place. There's a new chance to make the Mashiach come today. There's a new chance to gather the Galut today. And I was thinking about this during the Ne'ilah yesterday. Yesterday was Yom Kippur, for those who are listening later in the future, for me. And during the Ne'ilah, you know, I kind of stopped myself and I said, before I start to ask Hashem, for anything to do with me, let me be honest and tell Hashem, you know, honestly, God, Hashem, whatever that means, however I can understand God from my limited information, I kind of wish Mashiach would come, if I'm being honest. I wish Mashiach would come, because I know that I know the moment that Mashiach comes, people, you know, as the verses teach, they put down their swords, so I guess in today's time it would mean they put down their weapons, people... People put down their weapons. That means no war, Russia, Ukraine, no more fighting, no more, you know, stabbing attacks in in Israel and and terrorist attacks and God forbid, all these things that continue to happen. When when Mashiach comes, it's a time that the world is going to be in a state of peace and the the goyim are going to recognize that the Jews are going to rise to the top and they're going to see that this is the, the, the God of the Jews is the real God. And it's funny because the rabbi even told a story about Eliyahu Navi versus the 450 idol idol worshippers. It's a story in the in the Michael, I think, in the, the Navi. 
And it says that the 450 idol worshippers, they had the whole day to make their God take their sacrifice. And Eliyahu Navi kind of jokes around with them and says, No, I gave you guys a whole bunch of time. And there was even a person who sacrificed his own life to make believe that the sacrifice was taken. And finally, finally, at last, Eliyahu Navi does his sacrifice and a fire comes from the heavens and it consumes the cow. And then the whole nation of Israel comes back in Chuva and they chant, Amonai Hu Elohim, Amonai Hu Elohim, like we did last night. And just like things like this, it just shows you, you know, there's so many religions in the world and so many different ways of thinking and, and philosophies and shkafas and ideas and new world ideas and, and especially what they're teaching in college, all the kfira. There's so much that you can consume your mind with. And then you look at the Torah, you consume one little bit of information and you say, wow, this is, this is where it's at. This is the MS, the MS. And that's why every other religion in the world, they use a little bit of the Torah's ideas. Where do you think other people get sacrifices from or fasting or, or Messiah? Where, where do they get these ideas from? They get it from the Jews, you know? And what I'm trying to say in so many words is that the purpose of life, like he says in the Mesirat Yisharim, is not Meziva Shechina. The purpose of this whole world is creation the trees, the plants, the people, the, the vehicles you see, everything you can see on a regular day, the purpose of it all is for one sole purpose, to be the best version of yourself possible. Yourself, not, don't be someone else. Keep your own identity. Accept yourself for who you are. Accept yourself and accept the people around you. Accept life for what it is. You want more money, you want less money, you want to get married, you want a different wife, you want this, you want that. Want to live somewhere else? Ah, it's okay. So, this is your life. If you stop to think about what you don't have and start to count what you do have, you know, I, I like to always tell people, you can only have one thought at once. You can't have two thoughts at once. So you can fill your mind with all this negativity and just stay small. Or you can fill your mind with bigger ideas and, and gratitude and appreciating and thank you Hashem every day there's so much to appreciate I know that may sound crazy and if you told me this a couple of years ago I'd probably tell you that you're crazy because a couple of years ago I was nowhere near where I'm at now not that I'm anywhere now but in terms of just you know understanding things go 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 look at a tree and, and, and start to just look at it start to appreciate the tree you have in front of your house Yes, even though the city put it there and the government put it there, let's not think about that. Let's just try to go out and try to appreciate things. Oh, Hashem, you go outside, you have, you're breathing, your legs work, you can go for a run, you can play ball, you can play soccer, you can play football, you can play baseball, you, you can do, you can play sports, you can go for a run, you can take your family, you know, sister, brother, go for a walk, okay, Abba, I love you, use your arms that work to hug your family members. Everything's working and it's in symphony. And Hashem wakes us up every morning and gives us ability to use our bodies and to use our, our mouths and, and, and to use our brains to think. He, he doesn't give this to us to waste. He doesn't give it to us to just be negative and be small and lay on our beds and, and give up and, and watch, I don't know, YouTube, Netflix, whatever, whatever they're up to now. No! Hashem gives you all of this to serve Him in the best way possible. 
I promise you, if every single Jew woke up tomorrow morning and started the day with Thank you, Hashem. I appreciate you for waking me up this morning and for believing in me. And you go through the brachot and you read it with kavanah. Don't wake up and check your... You know, I used to be the biggest person to wake up and check the phone right away. Especially when I first started to make videos. I used to wake up in the morning and check how did the video do, blah, 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 blah. Actually, believe it or not, usually when I would post a video in the past, I would never even check it right away. I used to check it in the morning. Second I would wake up, I would start to have this like a little bit of fear. Did it do well? Did it not? But now I can go days without checking it. I barely even use the social media. I know that made it sound surprising because I have all these followers and this. I go on the social media when I feel like I have something important to share. Or I post a video and I feel like I have something important to share. And that's where I'm at. I'm actually looking to give the social media platforms to a company to manage. I can make the videos and I can send it to them and they'll post it. They'll deal with the messages. They'll deal with everything, you know, because I came to a point in my life where, you know, Hashem is Hashem obviously ran my life for me. And after you meet so many people who are so influential and, and so many rabbinical figures, you know, you start to see the truth, the truth of the world. You start to see the world for what it is. And also, Again, to reference yesterday in Yom Kippur, I was in shul and I started to just look around the Bemidrash and I saw all these Farim, Chumash, Navi, these Musar books and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. You know, I, I told my friend, I'm like, you know, if, if we imagine for a second we knew all the information in our mind that's on all these shelves. People go out in the world and they think with, you know, I don't know. Andrew Tate, Donald Trump, uh, who else? David Goggins. Like you, you think with like these people's ideas. You know, the, the, these are the motivational people nowadays. The Tony Robbins. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry to even mention Goim on the podcast, but just, just, just to give you an idea, people think with those ideas. Imagine you sit down, and you learn Torah, you have Rashi in your head, Rambam, Tosfot, and you may, you might ask me, well, what does, what does Rashi and Tosfot have to do with my life? <laughs> it has everything to do with your life. Because when you start to learn Torah, you're going to recognize that this world is heavy lavalim, like Shlomo Amalek says seven times. This world is nothing of the nothing. It's nothing. You're almost, we're getting deep over here, but you're almost, you're almost looking at the world and you're not even, you're not even seeing anything. And that's why the Yetzirah is so powerful, because you can touch a car, or you can touch the floor, or you can touch the soil, and you can, you can rub it in your hands, and you can say, this is real. You know, you could look at a, you could look at an amazing movie on the screen, and you could say, "Wow, this is real. This is gishmak. This is what life is about." You could take a big fat burger, and you could make a bracha on it. Yes, and you could eat it, and it's gishmak. And you know something? To a certain extent, Hashem wants you to enjoy the world, but He wants to, He wants you to use the world in in order to further serve the purpose of serving Him. But the reality is, is that's all hevel avalim. Not, it's a hallucination. The hallucination comes after the action. Because you eat it, you make the bracha, you enjoy it in that moment. But what happens? We make our whole life around revolve around the, the tavot. Wow, buildings, cars, food, amazing. This is great. It's gishmak. No! That's just in order to serve your creator. You want to see a, what a real tzaddik is? You want to see what someone who really has fear of heaven is? Go look at a tzaddik, a real tzaddik. Uh, Rav Chaim Kanyevsky, Hamovadia, Moshe Feinstein, the Stipler Gaon. Go look at the, how they lived their lives. 
I promise you, me personally, just meeting Rav, you know, there was, uh, there's, a, there's a big rabbi in Israel. He's the, probably the biggest Sephardic rabbi in the world today. His name is Rav Meir Mazuz. He's the, the, the Rosh Hashiva, the head of Yeshivat Kisera Hamim. This school marries all 50,000 of their Bokram every year. They're, 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 they're pumping so much Kedusha, holiness into the world. It's unreal. So I had the merit to meet him and I had the merit to meet his brother. His brother is Rav Tzemach. He's like the Gabbai there. He's also a massive Tamil Chacham. He gave me some of his farim and everything. One of the biggest takeaways I have from meeting Rav Tzemach Mazuz till today is that I had the honor to sit with him on a Friday before Shabbat. And we came, we did our, we did like a few videos. And then afterwards he tells me in Hebrew, he's like, hey, you know, like I'm translating it to English because we spoke in Hebrew. He's like, hey, you know when I'm in, when I'm in Israel, I, all the yeshiva bachrim, they're bothering me. Here, I, I have free time, so let's talk. And for, that's exactly, he's like, I have free time, let's talk. So the next five, six hours, I'm sitting with one of the door, and we're having a, like a DMC about life. And it was the best thing ever. Because I see here someone in front of me, this, this, this man, well, really an angel, sitting in front of me, he's 70, 80 years old, and seen life, been through life, and he's, he explains it to you so simple. We talked about, uh, let's say, finding a soulmate, because I was, I'm looking for one, and he tells me, eh, it's simple, Hashem sends it at the right time, and I'm like, what about Panasai? He's like, Hashem is going to give you children, and He's not going to give you money to support those children. Simple! <laughs> it's just like, when you talk to someone that one thing to believe it's one thing to learn but this is a person that lives it when you live it it becomes so clear to you it becomes pashut it becomes obvious you know there's levels to, to judaism the, the 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 struggle or difficulty that you can be going through now while listening to this podcast is not going to be the same one in six months or a year from today you grow in life you learn you accumulate uh growth and you 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 allow your mind to be open to new ideas and to to sinking in more knowledge and information but make sure that the information that you're putting into your mind is proper information make sure that the, that you're listening to torah lectures and that you're trying to really understand it and go to shiur and learn and have a connection to someone who's special you, even if the rabbi is 20 30 40 like it doesn't matter about the age there's so many special people that be that reach such great heights at the age of 25 30 and that's because from a very young age they were raised in this way and now they have so much to give so much to teach so much to educate people with but to go back to the story you know every little thing i spoke about with him shalom bait um the sicknesses death and anything he, he makes it so simple and he speaks it to you the way it is because that's the way it is it's a simple world we live in we just complicate it we make it crazy and we make it about us and we make it about some people they get even sometimes you can see older people, you know, in their 50s and their 60s. They could be so upset. That's what he said about me. That's what he said. Oh, he cut me off in traffic. Oh, he didn't pay me back my loan. And, and I get it. You know, you have a you have a valid excuse, bro. Like you have someone someone uh, didn't pay you back fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand, half a million. Someone screwed you over in business. And, and they took away your entire life. You know, I once met someone like that. I once met an older man who wanted to retire and his partner completely screwed him over. I took he, I think he took away from him like a total of $1.82 million, completely gone. And that's a real, that's a really big test. But 
as much as I hate to say the truth, someone that has a real Yerat Shemaim, and Hashem, please don't, please don't put me in this test, you know, because it's a very hard test. But someone that has a real Yerat Shemaim, even when they're in that test, they're going to be able to say, you know, you know something? This happened from Hashem. And this is what happened from Hashem. And what do I have? Uh, what do I have to even say? Hashem took the money. And Hashem, uh, you know, this is what it is. Hashem Natan, Hashem Lakach, Yehi, Shem Hashem Mevorach. That's a very famous quote from the story of Eov. And I promise you, if you can get to this level of Emunah and Bitachon, this world for you is going to be a, a walk in the park. What I'm telling you in this podcast, I'm telling you like the, I'm telling you the, the key to life is just trusting Hashem, trusting Hashem, knowing that everything comes from Him. I'll tell you a quick story from Eov. I think we'll call it a podcast. I, I had some more things I wanted to share, but I think you guys, uh, I don't want it to go away so, too much from your time. I want you guys to go learn your own Torah. So there's a story in Eov that talks about, he, I think I think his name was Eov, or it was in the book of Eov, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was Eov, and it says that he had a lot of money, he was very, very wealthy, and he had a lot of blessing, and his children were, they looked they looked pretty, and they were very smart, like, like basically the perfect life, you know, beautiful children, beautiful family, wife, kids, everything houses, uh, chariots, very wealthy. And to the extent that he had so much blessing that when he would give, uh, I think it was a coin back then, into some, he would put it into someone's pocket. They would also become wealthy because it came off of his hands. That's how successful he was. So one time the Hashem comes to the Satan and he tells him, you're not doing your job. And Satan says, what do you mean? He says, you're... you're you're fighting everyone in the world, but look at this, look, look at Eov. Uh, he's doing everything right. He's he's following the Torah. He has a lot of success. You know, shake him up a little bit. And one thing leads to the next. The Satan starts to work on Eov. Time goes by. Starts to lose children. They pass away. Starts to lose business. And within a couple months, or I think even years, he has nothing. And one day his wife comes to him and she says, Eov, you're not upset at Hashem. Look how, look how he took you from the top of the world into completely nothing. And he got upset. He got angry and he scolded her. And he said, Hashem Natan, Hashem Lakach, Yehishem, Hashem Mevorach. Hashem gave, Hashem took. Blessed be the name of Hashem. What does that mean? Is that it's not that Hashem took away the money. Hashem blessed me with the ability to be rich and to have a blessing for a certain amount of time. And now he took it away. Good. Amazing. You know, it's like, it's like I'll give you a personal example. I, I, I lost a, a family member recently. I lost my grandfather. And instead of saying, oh my God, Hashem, you took my grandfather and start getting angry and say, you know, he didn't even get to come to my wedding, blah, 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 and start putting my own personal opinion. Although I had 76 years, that well, 23, that I had him in my life. I had him for a long time. Shem gave me a blessing to be able to have a grandfather. Some people never get to have a grandfather. But for, for, for 23 years, Hashem, I, I woke up every day and I had a grandfather that I could call, that I could talk to about life, that I can go see him, that I could visit him. And yeah, it hurts. It hurts a lot that he's not here anymore, but I, I was able to have him. You know, Shem gave me a blessing. I was able to have a grandfather for a certain amount of time. And it's for anything in life. 
that comes to business, that comes to, to dating, anything. We'll always apply the mindset that Hashem is giving you an opportunity. Your life is not for granted. Just because you have working limbs and arms and hands and feet and you could run, you could, it doesn't mean you're going to have it for the rest of your life. Every day is a blessing and that's why you have to modern and say, thank you Hashem for the life that you gave me. Every single day, thank you Hashem. And, and with, with following this sort of uh, way of living, it's impossible not to be happy. It's impossible. Because liot besimcha is the same with liot machshava. To be in, in happiness besimcha, which is, a, which is a mitzvah that you have to be in constantly, it, it, it comes from the same letters. That word is, is, is written the same as the word mindset. Happiness is your mindset. You put your mind in other people's business, in other people's lawn, so to speak. And you put your mind where it not, it's not meant to be. You put it in the garbage. You put it in social media. You put it in God knows where. And that's where you're going to find it. My grandfather used to say a very smart, uh, a very nice sentence. He says, Wherever you're going to put your head, that's where you're going to find it. So if you put your head in the garbage all day, you're going to find yourself in the garbage. But if you put your head in the Torah, in Ma'asim Tovim, then you're going to find it in Torah, in Ma'asim Tovim. You put your head in business all day, then you're going to be this businessman that just wants to make more and more money. But I'm not telling you to go all out and become a rabbi. But what I am telling people for listening is to have a balanced life. Have a life that has Torah. Have a life that, no, sorry. Have a life that's, that prioritizes Torah and structured around it. Start your day with Torah's first things first. Then I pray. Then I go to work. Then I exercise. Then I spend time with my family, my kids, etc. Whatever you're doing, then you learn again at night. You have to have a balanced day. You spend time with your wife. And if your wife tells you, don't go to learn, she wants to spend time with you, then you're not supposed to go to learn because that's mitzvah bab Don't think that, oh, I'm going to learn and my wife telling me not to. No. When the person, this is, when you leave your parents' house, you glue yourself to your wife. So your wife becomes your new priority. Yes, priority over yourself. Because the, the key to a successful marriage is to constantly prioritize the wife. It comes said easy from a single man. When I get married, I'm going to try to do my best. It's, it's, all, it's all focused around the other person. The key to Judaism is always think about the other person. Because like the, the, the main cloud, the main general rule in the Torah, if you think about the other person, then and you treat them the way you want to be treated, then you're doing the Torah right. And just to end, before you can even think about the other person, figure yourself out. Get yourself a good schedule. Get yourself good people around you, good mentors, kosher yidin. And Bezat Hashem, I bless you all to live to have the best year yet. If you're not married, you should get married this year. And if you're having a hard time in your financial situation, Hashem should give you the clarity to figure it out and to make the right decisions. Hashem should give you the clarity to make all the right decisions in your life and to always see that things are not happening to you, they're happening for you. Everything is happening for the best. Everything will be okay. Now go out there today and make a difference. You know exactly what you need to do. You just got the little push to go do it. Have a great day.